Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Hi, I'm Ryan Grimm. Welcome to Deconstructed. Over the weekend, we learned that White House Chief of Staff Ron Klain will be leaving his job, making way for Jeff Zients, who played a variety of different roles in the Obama administration, but has spent most of his time in the private sector. Now, Bob Kuttner, writing in The American Prospect, described Zients like this on Monday, quote, For starters, Zients is from the plutocratic wing of the Democratic Party, having become very rich from taking two David Bradley Ventures public, the advisory board company and the corporate executive board. When he was 35, Fortune estimated his net worth at $149 million, unquote. Now, my colleague Dan Boguslaw, back when he was himself at The Prospect, wrote a piece diving deep into Zients' background in the, in the world of kind of for-profit healthcare and both Dan and Bob are joining me now on short notice, and I, I appreciate it. Bob, thanks so much for joining me. Well, thanks for reconnecting me with my old friend, Dan. There you go. And Dan, thank you for, for joining me on short notice, too. Thanks for bringing in my old friend, Bob. All right. So, Bob, the, the thrust of your piece is looking forward to the negotiations, uh, or if there will be negotiations around the upcoming debt ceiling fight. Congressional Democrats are saying there will be none, uh, but already you've got uh, people like Josh Gottheimer, Joe Manchin, Kirsten Cinema entering into some talks, despite Hill leaders saying, no, we're just going to raise a debt ceiling. We're not going to talk about it. Your piece is about the real fear that Zients might be somebody who gives away the store. Where does that fear come from? Well, it's the history of how Biden as vice president and Zients uh, kind of enabled each other as incredibly weak negotiators. And in science's case, that was compounded by the fact that he's an authentic fiscal conservative. So, you know, you go back to the negotiations uh, over the fiscal cliff. Biden was sent to the Hill to undercut Harry Reid, who uh, was prepared to hang tough. And Reid had a very solid strategy because you had the Bush tax cuts expiring. And so if the Democrats just waited the Republicans out, you'd have a massive tax increase on rich people. And behind Reed's back, Biden cuts a deal with his old friend Mitch McConnell. And Reed was so apoplectic that in the next round of budget negotiations, he specifically demanded that Obama cut Biden out from the negotiations. And Obama complied because Obama belatedly uh, realized that he'd been rolled. And so the guy who takes over the negotiations is Jeff Zines, who had been OMB director, he'd been acting OMB director, then OMB director and director of the National Economic Council, and, you know, was a dedicated deficit hawk, along with Bruce Reed. And so you've got the, you know, the deficit hawk wing of the Biden administration really taking over at a time when the Democrats have a pretty good hand if they play the hand they've been dealt. I mean, the Republicans are saying, we are uh, willing to have the United States default on its public debt to force cuts in Social Security. And so the right answer to that is, you be my guest, go ahead and do that and let the Republicans take the fall for that. But the risk is that the Gottheimers of the world and the mansions of the world, enabled by Jeff Zines, will make a lot of concessions going in, which is stupid because no concessions that they make will 
will satisfy uh, Kevin McCarthy and the, and the loonies. And so you, you, you've dealt a pretty good hand and, and they're going to squander it. So I did some interviews with very senior congressional leadership people who were telling me what a bad job Klain did in the negotiations over the, uh, the 2023 omnibus during the lame duck. And they said, well, at least maybe, uh, maybe the next guy will be wor- better than better than Klein. Well, Zeitz is notably worse than Klein, if that's possible. And Dan, there's a little bit of irony in Zeitz being an austerian, particularly when it comes to Medicare, given that what you've uncovered in your own reporting is that some of the healthcare companies he owned were alleged to have committed Medicare fraud. I mean, so what kind of business executive are we talking about here? What were the types of healthcare companies he was making his money from? Yeah, so there was a widespread of companies. I mean, he basically amassed this private fortune, as Bob wrote, uh, taking these these huge companies public. But afterwards, he started sucking up all kinds of different health conglomerates and health firms. Now, two of those firms that were eventually folded into his company surfaced in these DOJ suits that basically showed the companies were overcharging through Medicare. They were creating all types of different false billing practices. Um, And in one case, the whistleblower basically said that this was not a clerical oversight. This was coming from the highest levels of these different companies' managements and that they were being encouraged to see uh, in the whistleblower's words, you know, whether they could get away with this. And beyond just the kind of obvious complaints that were surfaced, you know, a lot of these companies were effectively preying on a, on a weakened uh, American healthcare system, you know, companies that were outsourcing all different types of medical practices from radiology to hospice care, and basically, you know, trying to cut costs in the private equity model and at a cost to, you know, the people trying to rely on these different companies for care. I think the other element here is, is what, Zion's more recent record as Biden's COVID czar shows, unlike the willingness of Ron Klain to, to at least meet and hear progressive advocacy groups out, um, Zion's was, was extremely resistant to, to any of the calls um, from progressive organizations advocating for things like a waiver of vaccine IP rights to try to you know, boost access uh, in third world countries to cheap vaccines. There was a lot of pressure on him to try to supercharge uh, the Defense Production Act. And I think in this case, his unwillingness to, you know, mobilize on the sort of wartime scale that the DPA was was created for had disastrous results. I mean, there was this incredible series of powers that could have enabled him to, you know, mobilize massive domestic production of, uh, you know, PPE tests. And I think that type of mobilization could have gone a long way, not only to provide, you know, direct resources to people during during the pandemic, but also, you know, push back on some of the fear mongering um, from you know, the anti-vaccine voices from the GOP by saying, you know, look, there's there's this, you know, economic explosion that's going to happen um, from this. There's 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 the ability to create new production facilities to do all kinds of expansion in in, in that sector, um, and ultimately he he shut it down and, and really phoned it in with the bare minimum. Yeah, and and, and Bob, uh, the progressive world, as you know, didn't have a whole lot of high expectations for Biden uh, when he came in. But in some ways, maybe the the uh, the twenty twenty three ombuds bill aside, 
Ron Klain really kind of exceeded a lot of those expectations for for the left in the sense that he was he actually was seemed to be governing in coalition at at least with progressives rather than kind of trying to destroy them like say White House chief of staff Rahm Emanuel you would never describe Emanuel as kind of working in coalition with the progressive wing of the party I think people often overlook the important role of Elizabeth Warren in all this because Part of the Biden administration, in effect, is a Warren administration. So when when Biden becomes the inevitable nominee after the South Carolina primary, uh, Elizabeth Warren very astutely folded her own campaign, backed Biden, and in exchange ended up with a ton of influence over who Biden hired. And so Biden hired a lot of people who I never thought I would see serving in government, progressives who really know what the hell they're doing. And so you've got a coalition between the, the Biden old guard and the progressives. And I think uh, the progressives also had influence in the administration in part because of circumstances, COVID, the supply chain crisis, the fact that neoliberalism was finally shown to be a fraud, uh, the fact that we had a COVID recession. And so you had a much more progressive Biden administration than many of us uh, expected. And God bless Biden for that. However, What's easy to forget is that the inner circle who are closest and uh, longest tenured with Biden, you know, are people like Zients and and other relative conservative old boys, or in the case of Anita Dunn, old girls. And the the one exception to that was was Ted Kaufman, who sort of aged out and ended up not getting a senior position with Biden, so that the default setting of Biden leaving aside the industrial policy and the climate change and some of the labor stuff, which is fabulous, much better than we expected. But the default setting of the Biden administration is guys more like Jeff Zines, tragically. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, bit to get 30, bit to get 20, 20, 20, bit to get 20, 20, bit to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, everyone. I've been on the go recently. Phoenix, Kansas City, Chicago. If you're like me and have a home but aren't always at home, you have an Airbnb. Hosting your home or a spare room is a very practical side hustle. If you live in a big game town, you can Airbnb your place for fans to stay in. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. After years of fine print contracts and getting ripped off by overpriced wireless providers, If we've learned anything, it's that there's always a catch. So when I heard that Mint Mobile wireless plans are $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan, I thought, what's the catch? But after talking to them, it all made sense. There isn't one. Mint Mobile's secret sauce is that they sell wireless service online. They cut out the cost of retail stores and pass those sweet savings directly to you. With Mint Mobile, you get great wireless service at a fraction of the cost of other providers. Say bye-bye to your overpriced wireless plans, jaw-dropping monthly bills and unexpected overages. All plans come with unlimited talk and text. 
plus high-speed data delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. To get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com slash deconstructed. That's mintmobile.com slash deconstructed. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash deconstructed. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. And you, you mentioned Bruce Reed briefly, and also you mentioned him briefly in your in your piece. He was, I believe, the, the lead staffer for Biden when Biden was on that, uh, that austerity commission, the Biden committee, I think it was him and Eric Cantor, trying to do what they, has been elusive to them for so long, trying to cut a grand bargain that cuts Social Security, Medicare, Medicaid, and you know, ra- raises some taxes on, on the edges. Reed has been a, you know, a, a close ally and friend of, of Biden's his entire career, it seems like. Do you see Reed kind of being elevated here? And is, is that part of the, your concern about uh, a, a coming crisis of Biden's faith when it comes to negotiation? Well, to the extent that you've got a real fiscal hawk as chief of staff, the guy who he's going to look to is Bruce Reed. Bruce Reed, you know, ran the Ball Simpson Commission. Bruce Reed before that was the chief policy guy for the DLC. So in terms of the Democratic firmament, it doesn't get much worse if you're looking at it as a progressive. You don't really have counterweights to these guys in in the inner circle. You have to go to the next circle out which includes some fabulous people. And I hope the next circle out, you know, fights like hell. And the people who are going to save Biden and Zions from themselves, if they do, are the Hill leadership who don't want any part of this. And as I wrote in this column today, there are basically two scripts here. One script is uh, the Neville Chamberlain script. Let's, let's figure out a way to appease Kevin McCarthy. And you can't appease Kevin McCarthy, but you can you can throw him all kinds of bones. That would be really costly in terms of the Democrats' core beliefs, the Democrats' credibility with the voters. The other way to go is to say, if you want to preside over a, a shutdown where people don't get their Social Security checks, you go right ahead. And I think that's the winning game. Even Bill Clinton, of whom I'm not a fan, managed to humiliate uh, the, the then Speaker of the House, uh, Newt Gingrich, by hanging tough after Clinton had lost his majority in both houses. And, and when, when uh, Gingrich uh, shut down the government twice, it was Gingrich who paid the political price for that. So it's the one time the Democrats in recent years have hung tough on this kind of stuff. One point of clarification, I was just realizing, Warren actually hung in through South Carolina into Super Tuesday, which actually Biden probably appreciated as well. Yes, because that helped Biden. I mean, it split right. it split the Bernie vote. And then she dropped out immediately and endorsed yeah, it. Yeah, but she very quickly became a Biden loyalist. And, you know, her uh, aphorism, the personnel is policy, she infiltrated a lot of personnel and a lot of policy. And they have a close relationship. They almost ran as a ticket together. And so she's the counterweight. I mean, to the extent that anybody's the counterweight, uh, Elizabeth Warren and some of the House Democratic leadership are. Yeah, and and Dan, uh, that brings us kind of to Facebook, which you might be surprised if you're just casually following things, or or you wouldn't be surprised if you're following it a little more closely, that the new White House chief of staff was on the board of directors very recently of Facebook. Yeah, and I think this gets to something that Bob mentioned about the sort of, you know, good old boy network, which is that 
Zions has had his, you know, fingers and hands all over DC. I mean, when he left the uh, COVID czar position, you know, there was lots of write-ups about the big cocktail party he had to make sure that he saw everyone he needed to see um, on his way out the door. You know, he owns these bagel shops across Washington. And even though he was floated as one of these potential picks months ago, uh, alongside uh, Susan Rice and, and Rochetti, um, you know, he kept a pretty low profile and did a lot of his networking and, and back channeling, you know, in a quiet way. But you see spikes of, of that effort in instances like when, you know, I published several pieces on him and they were some of the only criticism that was out there. The Times had never looked into his financial history. And these revelations were um, so novel that the entire Washington Post editorial board ended up responding to my article and and trying to refute it. And, um, you know, so you see these sort of like back channel ways that, uh, you know, Zions has, has done very well for himself in Washington, um, even though they, they only emerge in the media through glimmers. My first boss, the legendary I.F. Stone, used to rip out articles from the print press. I've continued that habit. And here's today's New York Times piece. Former COVID czar is said to be next chief of staff. And just listen to these nauseating quotes. He's got a lot of the same sort of skills and talent that made Ron Klein so successful, Senator Chris Coons said, blah, blah, blah. Best manager I've ever worked with, said Mr. Gittenstein. Jeff is a great choice for chief, first-rate talent, uh, demeanor and experience, uh, Josh Bolton. So the, the the stuff that you and I kind of looked up this morning and reminded ourselves of was a few hours' work of Googling. And what the hell's the matter with these people? Don't they know anything about looking up Zions' past record as the uber fiscal hawk? I mean, it's just, this is the times. It's a disgrace. Wasn't Josh Bolton chief of staff to George Bush? George Bush, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so... Just the kind of encomium you need. And one anecdote that really gets at this was when Zions was called in as the sort of uh, consultant guru to fix the Obamacare website rollout debacle. And basically, he just oversaw a team of consultants. There's reporting that he brought them, you know, I think pies, I I believe, maybe it was bagels. I'm not sure. But he was instantly hailed across all the publications as Mr. Fix-It. He had saved not only the website, but Obamacare as a whole. It was all taken at, at face value, like a straight press release, copy and paste. And Bob, was there anything progressives short of winning the White House could have done to influence Biden on this choice or to stop this from drifting towards uh, Zions? Is, is this, was there some organizing that didn't happen? What What went wrong here? I think if you look at the other people who were who were mentioned uh, by what James Reston used to call the great mentioner. I mean, the seven or eight names who were floated as possible successors uh, uh, to to Klain, none of them were any good. They were all terrible. And so there was was nobody on the A-list who would have been much better. And I have not done any reporting on this, so I don't know if progressives on the Hill or other progressives in, in our community tried to influence this. My sense is, no, we would have heard about it. Yeah, my sense is that other than hoping that Klain would stick around, that because the entire list was worse, that like the, the task of just trying to go through, because all, all you can do really is eliminate people by, by making them, you know, by making it toxic for them to be, to be chosen. But to, if there's nobody 
decent that you have as an alternative who has who has a chance of Biden picking them. You think Podesta would have been any better? Yes. Yeah, I I, I do too. I do too. Because, you know, he's got skin in the game. I mean, he, he, he's got all this money that he's shoveling out. He's in charge of that. And he's a, he's a tough negotiator. He's not a fiscal hawk per se. And he's the one guy, wasn't mentioned by the great mentioner, who is sort of able to get Obama on the phone personally, I think who would have been better. But I, I don't recall anybody talking about any kind of a push for Podesta. And he doesn't have private equity brain, but it feels like you need private equity brain to, to get those kind of encomiums that you described in the New York Times. But Bob and Dan, uh, thank you so much for joining me. I, I really appreciate this. Thanks for the invitation, Ryan. Thanks for your work. Thanks, Ryan. That was Dan Boguslaw and Bob Kuttner, and that's our show. Deconstruct is a production of First Look Media and The Intercept. Our producer is Laura Flynn. The show was mixed by William Stanton. Our theme music was composed by Bart Warshaw. Roger Hodge is The Intercept's editor-in-chief, and I'm Ryan Grimm, D.C. Bureau Chief of The Intercept. If you'd like to support our work, go to theintercept.com slash give. Your donation, no matter what the amount, makes a real difference. If you haven't already, please subscribe to the show so you can hear it every week. Please go and leave us a rating or review. It helps people find the show. If you want to give us additional feedback, email us at podcast at theintercept.com. Thanks so much. See you soon. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. If you're a Shark Tank fan or business junkie, check out the podcast Another Bite. Each week, Another Bite breaks down the biggest success stories and most disastrous failures to come out of Shark Tank. The hosts break down each company's pitch, analyze the deals that were or weren't made, and answer the million-dollar question, are they still a company? Whether you're an entrepreneur looking for tips or a Shark Tank fan that just wants to relive the drama, Another Bite's your deep dive into the world of Shark Tank. Just search for Another Bite in your favorite podcast app, like the one you're listening to right now. So, you've got an idea for a business. The store of your dreams. There's just one thing to figure out. Everything. That's why Shopify's all-in-one commerce platform makes it easy to sell online, in person, and everywhere else. Sell on social media, source products with an app to get that first sale feeling. It's the only solution that gives you everything you need to sell everywhere you want. So when you're ready to bring your idea to life, power it up with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash listen. 